So real quick, if you're listening to this, the week of May 8th through 12th, 2023, the doors to Feed the Peds are now open. Go to feedthepeds.com and you can learn all about how you can join us in becoming a pediatric feeding therapist, SLPs and OTs. This is for you. Go to feedthepeds.com. And as always, you can DM me at Hallie Balkan on Instagram with any questions. We want to make sure that if this is for you, you join us. If you have questions about it, we answer them. So my inbox is open and I can't wait to see you all inside the course. Quick disclaimer, all information, content, and material of this podcast are the opinions of the speakers and is for the informational purpose only and not intended to serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified healthcare provider. Welcome to the Untethered Podcast. I am your host, Hallie Vulcan. I'm a certified myofunctional therapist, feeding specialist, podcaster, business owner, and mentor. This podcast is all about getting your questions answered and collaborating with colleagues to bring you the most up-to-date information in the orofacial myofunctional therapy, airway, tethered oral tissue, and pediatric feeding therapy space. If you're new here, I challenge you to keep an open mind and join my mission to spread this message far and wide. If you've been around since June 2019, thanks for being a loyal listener. As we jump into today's episode, remember to listen with correct full rest posture. Tongue up, lips closed, teeth apart, breathe through your nose. Let's get started. Okay, Miss Lily, welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Oh, she's going to be shy now. Maybe I should say welcome back to the podcast, right? You've been on the podcast before, haven't you? Uh. If you wanted me to answer that question, it would be, I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> I was going to remind you that on a podcast, you have to talk because people are listening. You know, I know that. Oh, perfect. Okay. Let's get started then. So Lily, I'm going to give them a little bit of a quick history, just in case they're new to the podcast and they haven't listened before. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you guys can go back to like the very first episode and, and, you know, go to untetheredpodcast.com and put in, you know, Lily's, put in Lily and her name will come up and you'll hear more about her journey in greater detail. But to make a long, long story short, basically Lily was born with a lip and tongue tie. We did not know that at the time. I didn't discover this until she was 24 months old when I came back for my first Mayo course. And at that point we did have her, um, her lip tie released, right? We had a phrenectomy done. Um, but in infancy, Breastfeeding was a struggle. Bottle feeding was a struggle. And we later learned that that was related to what was going on in her mouth, right? So she had a narrow palate, high palate, tongue was low because of that tongue tie kind of holding it down to the floor of her mouth. And so she really struggled to basically, you know, shape her tongue in the way that was necessary to feed as an infant. Um, Transition to solids around six months went well. And she did really, really well with that. And then around 15 months or so, we started to cut foods out of our diet Um, and I'm going to let Lily tell us a little bit more about where she is today. So Lily, before we talk about some of the other things, will you tell us, like, just tell us about foods and like, do you like foods? What foods do you like? What foods do you not like? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Share that with us. So I used to be very picky and I don't like chicken to me. It's too dry and it doesn't have enough flavor. And I also don't like the skin because sometimes it can be spicy. Um, I love watermelon because it's juicy, flavorful, and my favorite color. Well, what else do you, can you tell us, Um, let's think about like proteins that you like to eat? Because I feel like you love fruits, right? 
Uh-huh. You love a lot of veggies. Do you want to share some of like the fruits and vegetables that you like first, maybe? Uh-huh. Okay, so tell everybody. So I also like strawberries. I sometimes like to eat blueberries. And I also sometimes like the sour blueberries, if like if they are sour. And um, um, I like pears if they're juicy and they don't taste um, too like, like kind of like, like sometimes to me they it feels like they don't have enough flavor. Mm, like the one you had this week? Yeah. It was like, everyone said, oh, they're really ripe, but they weren't like super ripe and sweet. They were kind of like yeah. a little harder and like, you're right, they didn't have a lot of flavor. And I also like them when they're soft. Mm-hmm. I agree. And for vegetables, I like I like um, little carrots that our dog eats. <laughs> Baby carrots? Uh-huh. uh-huh. I like lettuce. I like broccoli like when it's super juicy and fresh and warm but you also like it raw now yeah and I like raw cauliflower but I don't like it cooked or baked or anything like that what about some other green things um, that you like I like green beans mm-hmm. but sometimes they have this weird taste I had some this week that had that weird taste and I didn't eat them you also like them sometimes you like the French green beans, but like not if they're super stringy, right? They're not like, like that. Yeah, I don't outside. like strings on them. Yeah. Yeah. So like you do eat a good amount of like vegetables. You also like mushrooms and tomatoes. And do you like sometimes you like the bell peppers, um, yeah. depending on the color, right? And then if you're in the mood for them that day. So you'll eat a good amount of different like fruits and veggies. There's a whole bunch more, I think, that you eat that we didn't even name. Whoa, 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 whoa. But I don't like mushrooms by their sets. Right. I mean, I like them on pizza, but I don't really know if I like them on other things. But you like them when they're cooked sometimes too. Yeah. 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 So um, I'm trying to think of what else. So that's probably good for the veggies and the fruits. What about like some proteins? Um, you mentioned that you don't, don't love like the grilled or baked chicken, right? But you'll eat chicken yeah. nuggets. Um, I have my grandpa's eggs. He likes eating these eggs. Yeah. He makes them nice and fluffy and buttery. Yeah. Scrambled eggs. What else do you like? You like smoked salmon. Yeah. But I don't like baked salmon. You don't like baked salmon. Yeah. Or whatever it's called, like mm-hmm. cooked salmon or that. Yeah. You like it smoked. And, and, um, was I gonna say? You've had like corned beef, you've had bacon, you've had um like you like burgers now, hamburgers. You Yeah, I love burger pie. <laughs> burger pie. Um trying to think of what else you've been eating lately, protein wise. But you've been exploring oh, like you'll eat some deli meats like the turkey. Also, mm-hmm. we mentioned the corned beef. I think that you really like either like a hamburger or like the saltier types of meats because like bacon and smoked salmon yeah. all those right they're all kind of like I love salt yeah you love salt so so we're we have a good variety right we try to cycle through those different those different foods and so you're I wouldn't say that you're you're super picky or anything but you don't love like really spicy things which is fine right me loves spice <laughs> your sister does like spicy things that is true that is true so now that we covered that What I want everybody to understand is that like Lily really transitioned into eating all kinds of foods and literally would eat anything we gave her until around like 15 months or so. And then you started to like cut some of the things out that you used to like, um, like chicken, baked chicken, baked fish, that kind of stuff. Um, But over time, we've worked and helped you. One, we helped you with being able to chew your food, right? 
right? Two, we helped expand your palate, right? You had expanders upper and lower at two different points, which we'll talk about, which has also with your tongue tie releases helped give space for your tongue to live up in the top of your mouth. And do you feel like that helps you chew foods better or manage it better? Or like, does it help you control where the food goes in your mouth at all or not? Like, what do you think? Well, I could, I don't really know because I don't pay attention to it. That's okay. That's okay. So, so Lily has, let's see. So 24 months old is when you had your tongue tie released. Right. And then now, like you got, you've got a nice frenulum under there, it's stretchy, but we definitely can see it. Right. So when you suction your tongue to the roof of your mouth, I'll show everybody who's like watching on YouTube. We can see that nice frontal under there, but it's nice and pliable, right? It's stretchy and you can get the tongue nice, nice and up into your mouth. I don't think that we need to like revise that or anything at this point. So that looks good. The first thing that we did was with Dr. Tipograph, right? From Natural Dentist Associates in North Bethesda. And we went into an ALF appliance when you were, do you remember how old you were? Um, it was right after your birthday when you turned five, four, four. Yeah. So you turned four. And you went into that appliance, right? And you had it for a year, right? Do you remember anything about it? It's okay. We heard a knock, but you can keep going. Do you remember anything about it? Um, about the appliance I had? Mm -hmm. The first one that you um, had when we lived in Maryland. That was like three and a half years ago. So no, <laughs> no. Should I share? But but I think it tasted bad when they put it in mm, the glue. Yeah, and also tasted bad for the one I'm wearing right now and the one before the one I'm wearing right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's tell them a little bit really quick about like what you experienced. I remember. Can I share? Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you had that put in, you would just turn four. And I remember that you used to always get so sick, like during cold and flu season, like all the time, because a lot of kids do, but you would get like really congested and your nose would be stuffy. And your tonsils, when we put it in, were like really big, almost touching the back of your mouth. And the ENT didn't want to do anything. He was kind of just like, they're fine. She, her mouth is closed and she's breathing through her nose while she's sitting here. Cause you knew you were supposed to do that. So you were sitting there with your mouth closed, like while he was watching you. Um, so he didn't want to do anything. Right. And, but what we found out through your CBCT scan, which is that scan that remember when you sat in the chair and that thing like went around your head, like spun around your head and like, yeah. yeah. The doctor typographs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that, we saw that like your adenoids were big, your sinuses were full, your nose was really congested and kind of full, like your nasal cavity in general. And there just wasn't a lot of room for you to breathe. And then we could also see your tons tonsils were enlarged, right? When we looked at your mouth. So when the ALF appliance went in within like three months, your tonsils went down to a healthy level. They like shrunk down from like a, almost like a three plus, which means they were almost touching to like a two. And they didn't look inflamed or veiny or sick anymore, which was really cool. And you didn't get sick that what whole winter. Tonsils? The tonsils are the big circular things at the back of your mouth. Not the uvula that like hangs down, but the, the things that are on the side. I'll show you later. So anyway, so she went into that appliance and we, we gained the expansion that we wanted, right? In about like nine months or so, we left it until about a year because it was the middle of the pandemic at that point. Um, and then it came out around your fifth birthday. And when we moved here to South Florida, we ended up deciding that you needed a little bit more expansion and we wanted to bring your lower jaw forward a bit. You want to tell us about that? I see your hand is raised. 
So does everybody should, watching on YouTube? What would you like to tell us? You said you were going to ask me questions. I am. So now I'm asking you, do you remember what happened next when we came to Florida and we decided you needed more expansion? We went to this orthodontist place. Mm -hmm. It was like dark kind of, I think. And we went into this little room and I sat in a chair and this dentist like looked at my mouth and stuff. But she, but mama didn't like it. So she decided we had to go to a dentist all the way in Miami <laughs> when we live in Boca, just two hours away. No, it's like an hour, but an hour and a half in traffic. More like two hours. Okay. It is three hours in the car when we're doing a round trip meaning there and back total is like three hours in the car plus the appointment. So it's like a half a day easily every time. Everyone can see your faces on YouTube. Love it. Okay. <laughs> so you are correct. But the problem is that when we went to this person, they said they were airway centric and they did a really amazing evaluation. But what they didn't do was they basically said, oh, come back in like maybe six months. And then they also wanted to pull teeth out of your mouth. <laughs> you don't remember that? So their evaluation was really good. It was really thorough, really great. I was very impressed, but the treatment plan did not seem to match the evaluation. I was like, we don't want to wait. She's a very compliant child. She's been in appliance before, right? Like we're ready now to help her airway. And I said, and your dentist had said, right? Your dentist in focus said, no, no, we're not pulling those sharp teeth. Because remember you had two teeth behind your lower bottom teeth. Yeah. So those two teeth were called sharp teeth because they like created their own row, their own space because they didn't have room to come in. Hold on, let me finish explaining this real fast. And then that turned into your teeth actually eventually like did get pushed out and they did fall out. But you know why? Why? Because we started expansion at Dr. Barahill's office in North Miami. And when we saw, started expansion with Dr. Miriam Barahill, it gave room for your teeth to start growing in. And then your teeth started falling out. And now you have teeth falling out of your head like every day. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. And you're not in your expander anymore, right? You were only in your expander for what, like four or five months? Mm -hmm. And now it's in your mouth. Mm -hmm. What do you have in your mouth now? A retainer. Upper and lower or just upper? Uh, lower and upper. So you have a upper and lower retainer, which is coming out in like two months. It's just in there for a little while to help hold things, but we don't want to leave anything fixed in your mouth because you need to be able to grow, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. In case, there, in case you're watching, Lily's showing you. If you're watching on YouTube. Yes, Lily, would you like to tell us now before I ask you more Remember questions? when she said they wanted to pull my teeth out? I think they remember they just heard that. Yeah, do you want my teeth to be pulling out, people? <laughs> no, they don't. It doesn't sound fun. It doesn't. And you know what? In the myofunctional therapy world, we don't like pulling teeth if we can avoid it. You know why? Do you know what happens when you pull teeth? Mm -hmm. Do you know what happens? No. So what happens is when you pull teeth out, sometimes your jaw gets smaller if there's nothing there to hold the space. And we don't want the jaw to get smaller. We want to grow the jaw. If it's already, your jaw was already small, right? We wanted to make it bigger. Do you have enough room for your teeth to come in, your permanent teeth, your adult teeth, right? I already have four. One, two, three, four. I just lost this one, this one, and this one. Yeah. I lost this one uh, like on really... Sunday, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, you just lost three teeth recently before that you lost another four. So basically we were delayed in getting our teeth as a baby. We were, I think you didn't get your first tooth till you were like almost 11 months old or something. And after that, they started coming in, but then also with losing teeth, we didn't have room for them to come in. So the shark teeth poked through finally, and you didn't really lose any teeth until when, do you remember when you lost your first tooth? Was it like, were we in the other house or no? 
Were we already in this house when you lost your first tooth? Um, I think we're in this house. No, we were in the rental house. We were. I lost my first tooth. Yeah. Okay, so that could have been like a year ago. That could have been a year ago then, or just like a little, maybe like last May or something. But you were already in your appliance, right? Or not yet? I think you were. I can't remember. Anyways, the point is that we now have space, and now it's very easy for your teeth to come in. So, Lily, let me ask you a question about losing teeth. Do you like when your teeth fall out? Yeah. Tell them about it. The last time I I I put um a huge blue bag under my pillow and opened it up and I put a little and I gave the tooth fairy two presents. I said, "Don't take my tooth. Take the presents." And I put and for the one of the presents it was a a little fairy keychain and the other one was a, was a yellow smiley face. And so she took the presents, but not the tooth. And I put like little sticky notes on my bed that said, come in, please don't take my tooth, but take the present. Um, uh, and Did she let take them? the present. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, and, and for like little steps, like the sticky note. The little steps. Uh-huh. <laughs> and when I woke up in the morning, the, the little, um, uh, what's it called again? The bead. The bead smiley face yeah. and the fairy charm were gone, but the tooth was still there. Is that what you wanted? Mm -hmm. Perfection. Awesome. So, Lily, mm -hmm. when your tooth is loose, what do you do with it? Um, <laughs> Just pull so it out. And I have one loose right now. She hates it. <laughs> I don't love when they're like super, super wiggly. You wiggle them in front of me. I don't know why. I don't love it. She's torturing me right now. Okay. So... So anyway, so the bottom line is that now, where's your tongue when you're, when you're like not talking or you're sleeping, where it, it lives in where in your, she's showing everybody in the roof of her mouth. Do you breathe through your mouth or your nose? Your nose. She's pointing for those who are listening and not watching. Are your teeth together when your mouth is closed or are they like slightly apart? We're, we're thinking. Not sure. Not one of those things that you're. You were, you know, planning on being asked today? Like, um, I think so. You think so what? I think they're together. I think they're together. Got it. All right, well, we'll mm -hmm. pay attention to that. So, excuse me. So in all of this, Lily also went through myofunctional therapy, right, Lily? You not do that. Thank you. <laughs> and she, you guys have to watch this on YouTube. This is hilarious. Um, and in going through myofunctional therapy, she really worked on gaining control of her tongue and getting the tongue to rest up in the palate with the lips closed, breathing through your nose. Right. And so with doing all of that too, I think it's become easier for you to develop your chewing skills. And we noticed that with your expansion, with your airway opening, um, we feel like it's also been easier for you to explore more foods because I think you have better control over chewing them and where they land in your mouth. And so that might not make sense to you, but it makes sense to me because as your mom, you know, I've watched you do this for a while. It also used to be really hard for you to drink from like an open cup when you were like a little kid, like a baby, when you were, we were trying to get you to learn how to do that. You used to like dump it all over yourself until your tongue was <laughs> and, then, and then you kind of figured it out. Do you want to tell us something before we wrap up? They're listening. So some people are not going to see what you're doing. So she's showing you how she drinks from a water bottle that semi-resembles a large straw or open cup. Um, but anywho, 
Anything else you would like to share about your journey before we wrap up this episode today? Uh Okay, go ahead. Any last thoughts? I don't want my teeth pulling out and I love losing them. (laughs) I pull them out. It's actually not that bloody. And one of my friends say that they can see how much teeth or string, I mean, how many strings your teeth are on. And she also said when when you pull out your tooth, when it's not bleeding, it hurts. But when it is bleeding, it doesn't hurt. Do you agree with that? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. I've been thinking about it the past that the past few months. Yeah. Well, like a week ago, or I guess whenever it was five days ago when your tooth fell out. Is it last weekend? It was um, on Sunday. It was on Sunday. So when that happened, you literally stood in front of the, the you know, the mirror for like 30 minutes, wiggling your tooth until it was ready to come out. Whereas like most people probably would have let it stay in their mouth for like a week until it was like ready to come out on its own. Lily was like, oh no, you are wiggly and you're close to coming out. Like we are getting you out tonight. Right. You were like determined. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lily. Anyways. So, so yeah. So this is kind of interesting because one of the things that I teach inside Feed the Peds is part of this journey, having a baby who has um, you know, feeding struggles, tongue tie, high, you know, narrow palate, airway issues. And I'm talking more upper airway, not lower. Um, and that's why I teach the tether oral tissue and myo modules and how that applies to like the birth to four slash five population, um, in feed the peats, because I lived it with my own child, actually with both my kids. Um, so I know Lily, you want to add one thing. So just hold on one second, but Lily's journey has been one that is really has really inspired me educating others on what to do when we have a child who struggles to feed as an infant, who may transition okay, or maybe they don't transition okay to solids, who may become a more selective eater, who cuts foods down and trying to get them to be more experimental. And then also dealing with those airway issues so that we address the expansion needs, we address the airway, address that palate, right? And that tongue before you're seven or nine years old, which is more traditional for orthodontics. We want to get in early. And if if your child's already older than that, it's okay because it's never too late. It becomes harder and longer and can be a more expensive process. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. Um, But the earlier that you start doing this and making the space, the better the jaws can grow, the better the skull grows, the better they're able to nasal breathe, the healthier they typically are. Because what we saw through your CBCT that we did after your first round of expansion with that ALF appliance with Dr. Tipograph was that not only did your, um, and I think this was like actually two years after we started the ALF that we did the scan, I'd have to go back and look at the exact dates, but your sinuses were clear, your adenoids were healthy, your tonsils are healthy, your nasal cavity was completely clear. And so she was able to fully breathe where she didn't have that before. And no course of medication was fixing that. It was sort of like the cyclical thing that she had experienced throughout every single spring with allergies, you know, fall and winter with cold and flu season. And so it's really cool to me that we've been able to get you on a healthy trajectory through expansion, tongue tie release, feeding therapy, and myofunctional therapy. So that's all I'm going to say. Um, and like I said, I do teach this stuff in, in module seven, eight of feed the peds. So doors are open right now. Go to feedthepeds.com if you want to learn more. And Lily, before we wrap up, because really we're about to wrap up, tell us one last thing. I have a Question. Oh, you've got a question. Yes, ma'am. Um, was I a messy eater when I was a baby? Were you a messy eater when you were a baby? So that's actually a very funny question because it's not so much that I mean, babies are messy and we want babies to be messy when they're like learning how to eat because it's a sensory experience and getting food on your face and on your hands and your arms and all over you. It, it's part of the experience that your body needs 
to learn about those foods. And then most kids will start to become less messy over time as you get better using like a spoon or fork or the baby utensils that you're using or putting foods in your mouth. But Papa used to take a napkin or a whip paper towel and wipe your face between bites. And I always used to tell him, don't do that because you're going to cause a problem. And he does not like a mess. So he was constantly cleaning you up and I was constantly telling him to let you be messy, but you're not really a messy eater now, aside from dropping crumbs all over the floor, but go ahead. I knew I would be hilarious. I knew I would be hilarious. Excuse me, I forgot the divorce. <clears throat> I knew I would Wait, be okay, hilarious. Can you use your normal voice so they can hear you? Please. I knew I would be hilarious. <clears throat> I knew I would be hilarious. That's what I was saying. <clears throat> I knew I would be hilarious. Are you done yet? <laughs> <clears throat> All right, we're going to start yes. to wrap up this episode. Lily, thank you so much for being hilarious and bringing your full on personality today. I know everyone's going to love this as, as much as they love your faces that you're making. It'll be all over YouTube. <laughs> we're making this on Take Your Child to Work Day. So, Lily has been working with me all day today, right? Yeah. And we only got like half the things on our list done. Don't read it off, please. Nobody wants to hear about it. And some of it is private. Don't show them the list. Okay. Hi, <laughs> Lily. Anyways, we're going to wrap this up. So Lily, the say, pen we were using. That is the pen that we were using. Thank you so much, Lily, for your time and for joining me on Take Your Child to Work Day. This episode will be out in a couple of weeks when people hear it. High five. In a couple of weeks. Uh, well, welcome to Living with Lily. This I hope everybody has an awesome day. Go to feedthepeas.com if you want to join us in there. This is Lily and I signing off. Remember, you love me. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Hey, OTs and SLPs. Real quick, if you're listening to this, the week of May 8th, 2023, doors at Feed the Peds are now open. Go to feedthepeds.com and join us so you can become a pediatric feeding therapist over the next 12 weeks. We would love to see you in there. Email us at support at feedthepeds.com with any questions or DM me on Instagram at, at Hallie Balkan. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you found value in this episode and want to hear more of these Myotots airway and feeding related episodes, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode on your social media platforms. You can access free resources and all I offer at HallieBalkin.com or pop over to at HallieBalkin on Instagram to get all the latest updates.